welcome to another episode of the Gospel Lifeline Podcast. My name is Neil Grogan, and I'm here with Matthew Statler. And we are back at it again, a day before a new year, a new dawn, a new day. I don't know how the rest of that goes. I don't know. That just popped in my head. Well, that's because you're not married to the woman I'm married to. That's true. That's true. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's December 31st. Tomorrow is henceforth 2022. And so Matt and I wanted to get together, record a podcast just on, you know, new year type of things. You know, I think um, everybody's in the habit usually of resolutions and and trying to make some goals for their next year, thinking through what the year could look like. And so Matt and I kind of wanted to get together and talk about holistically the inner man, the outer man and how we glorify God. In a better, more of, uh, I don't want to say efficient as if it's some sort of thing, but uh, just a where where our mindset is to glorify God in all that we do, um, both inwardly and outwardly. And so, you know, with every every new year, this conversation should be had. Um, you should have it with your wife. Um, in your marriage, where do you want your marriage to go? You should be having it with your kids. Hey, kids, um, how do you want to grow in your faith this year? You know, these are these are discipling type of questions, right? That we need to ask, and we need to also ask ourselves. You know, Matt talks a lot about interrogating the heart. Matt, can you kind of tease that that idea out, and then maybe let's lay that foundation for a purpose and a direction. Um, as we go forward with this style yeah, of yeah. podcast. Man, I really like how you worded that, interrogating the heart. It sounds familiar. <laughs> um, but, you know, David in the Psalms, he says, why are you cast down on my soul? And he, he you know, trust in God. And he, he starts, he asks it questions, and then he gives it orders. He gives it his heart commands. And we know that the heart is deceitful. We're not going to be able to understand it um, apart from the Lord. We know that the Lord is the one who tests and sees the heart. So when we think about, you know, moving into the future, we want to examine our hearts and see where we are going. What what is the direction that we're headed? Um, because how often do we get into a rut? We get into a habit. Um, and, you know, let, let's say let's just use Facebook as an example. You wake up in the morning, you grab your phone and you scroll for 20, 30 minutes in the morning on Facebook. Pretty soon it, it gets longer and longer. And you're 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 scrolling for 45, 50 minutes. Um, you have essentially developed a discipling habit, where you have now become so enraptured with what's going on in the world, the interesting cat videos, whatever it is that you're looking at on the um, <laughs> on that little tiny screen, um, and your time could have been used in a better way. And so, what you need to do is begin to ask yourself from the heart. Um, through prayer, by the power of the Spirit, the convicting of the Spirit, what areas am I neglecting? Um, what duties and responsibilities am I failing at in this last year? And what can I do to change that in the coming year? Um, but ultimately, we need to recognize what's the the goal in all of this, right? Is it just to become you know more efficient in the morning, have a better, more efficient morning routine? Um, you know, Let's, let's take fitness, for example. That's a great goal. It's good to get healthy. It's good 
Um, but if we neglect our spiritual realms, if we neglect our family and our pursuit of being healthy or happy or whatever it is we're pursuing, what, what have we actually done? Well, we've, we've neglected the glorifying of God. So um, God glorifying acts of worship is essentially at the center of your heart and everything else should pour out of that. So if I want to glorify God every moment of every day in 2022, um, I need to start looking at the spheres of my life, um, what areas that need to be affected. So the spheres would be, first of all, my spiritual walk. Where am I spiritually? Uh, where am I physically? Do I need to get a little healthier this coming year? Do I need to eat a little bit less donuts and, and uh, nachos? Uh, what do I need to cut out? What do I need to add? Do I need to add in a, a walk or a fitness routine? Um, and then your wife, right? We talked, Neil excellently hit the nail on the head. We're discipling our families. Um, are we um, doing, am I neglecting family worship? Am I neglecting to pray with her? Uh, full disclosure, that's been a huge struggle with me and my wife lately uh, with the moving and getting into the new places. It's just been hard to set aside time for her and I to pray um, and really talk about the things of the Lord and not just the, the everyday, like who did the laundry? Do we have enough clothes? Does, you know, do we need to get lunches for the kids and all the minutia of life? Uh, but we're not upward focusing our marriage. And so for this coming year, we really need to do that. So that's just the initial interrogation of the heart. You start asking yourself questions, right? Why am I cast down? Am I depressed? What do I need to do to address the depression um, that I'm experiencing on a regular basis? Uh, do I need to be more faithful in it? Do I need to seek changes that are going to make me uh, healthier? And I was going to re you know, remove that depression. When I go to church, do I, am I excited to go to church or has it become a chore? That's a very um, dangerous sign that you, maybe your heart is not spiritually growing. And so these are just a few things you can do to interrogate the heart. Yeah, just to add into that church section, you know, I think it's, Maybe also asking the questions, right, Matt, um, am I consuming here or do I serve here? Do I know people? Am I known by people? Uh, do I have a, a relation, strong ties with others? Or am I a ghost? Do I come in and do I leave without anybody knowing who I am? And, you know, all of these factors that, you know, Matt just laid out are priority based, right? So yeah. we're looking at uh, first, our relationship with God, then our horizontal relationships. So we're looking at our marriages, our uh, parenting scenario, um, our church and our work, our vocation. And when those things are out of whack, right, everything is uh, upside down. And and oftentimes, like, that's, that's where we encounter, you know, um, this moments of despair and anxiety or often anger and frustration there there's many of these secondary emotions that stem from just having your priorities out of whack and so you know the first kind of phase line we got to get to for a new year uh, for the believer especially is how do i what are my priorities and are they in inappropriate places so um like matt just talked about this is all health related. Uh, it's holistic health, right? The inner man and the outer man should need to be addressed when we're talking about uh, growth patterns. And we want to grow in our 
you know, in our marriages, in our families, so on and so forth. And, you know, and we're not just making this up, right? Like this is just not man's yeah, no. opinion. Second uh, Corinthians yeah. chapter five says, therefore, whether we are at home or away, we make it our aim to be pleasing to him. And, yeah. and so this passage tells us like, if, if we are Christians, if we are believers in the Lord Jesus Christ, we submit our lives to him. We want to be pleasing to God. We want to be pleasing to Christ, to our savior. Um, I love how Paul opens up his passages, his letters and says, slave of the Lord Jesus Christ or slave of Christ. And that's how he recognizes himself. So are we a, a slave to Christ or are we a slave to our lusts and our desires and our, and our um, just personal wants, needs and all that stuff? Um, ultimately, if we make Christ the slave master of our lives, I know that's a, a brutal term, but that's the reality is either we're enslaved to the world or enslaved to Christ. Um, how are we walking in a way that's pleasing to him? And I like how Paul even talks about being a home, being a, a way or at home. Um, and we yeah. can, you know, extrapolate it. I know this is uh, more of a generalization, but whether you're at home or you're at work or you're at the gym or at the locker room, are you making it your aim to be pleasing to him? Um, right. You know, the catechism question, how do you glorify God? Well, by loving him and keeping his commandments. So how are you right. cultivating love? Uh, an illustration Wait. that uh, that I, I like is if you want to appreciate a work of art, now you may come in with like no knowledge of painting and you spend some time looking at it and you may take something from it. But let's say you go home and you do several hours of Google searches and YouTube videos about art and maybe even you try some of it yourself and then you go back and look at that picture you're going to have a greater appreciation for it so in what ways are you beholding the beauty of christ on a daily basis well i like to read the word and and that to me is almost like i'm learning this the complexity of who christ is the prophet priest and king um, how it's reflected in the old testament how he's anticipated it uh, for the new, and then the, of course, the longing that we have, the hope that we have in Christ, um, and so developing these things are habits that often involve knowledge, um, not only knowledge, but then putting it into action. And now I know many people that are listening, Neil, are probably saying things like, "Well, I've done this in the past. I've I've made resolutions, I've made plans, and then two weeks into January, I gave up on the gym, <laughs> right?" And uh, so. So going forward, I guess, what are, what are we going to do? Yeah, so with anything, you know, establishing healthy rhythms, I believe, is what carries us forward into, you know, meeting this goal or, or accomplishing this purpose. And as Matt laid out, then that purpose is, um, as the Westminster Shorter Catechism would say, to glorify God and enjoy Him forever. And how do we glorify God at home in a way? or at way by not sinning. And so, <laughs> you know, one of the, the first things we need to do when we interrogate our heart is look at, you know, where are we prone to wonder? Um, is it in gluttony? Is it in your physical health? Man, I, I'm spirit. You might say, man, I'm spiritually fit, but I am physically fat, right? Like, yeah. um, or, uh, you know, I've, I've said to people, look at me, I'm, this is what spiritually fit looks like. You know? <laughs> um, but you know, to, to appointment, I'm faithful. Read, I read the word. I'm, I'm in prayer and contemplation. Often I journals, so on and so forth. 
but man, I really neglect uh, my diet. I neglect um, exercise. And so, you know, when I had this conversation with my wife, we were, we were sitting down talking about like, where, where are we seeking ease, comfort, pleasure, and not Christ? And it was in our physical health. So those are some, that's an area where we're trying to tighten up on and putting plans in place that are based upon rhythms in our lives. And so some certain rhythms, Brittany and I talked through for that aspect were um, planning our meals ahead of time, Uh, not necessarily meal prepping, but planning out what we were going to do. Because if I have made a pre-decision before the event takes place, then I'm most likely going to follow through when the event takes place. The second thing was um, to uh, um, the way we're going to exercise, the way we're going to facilitate what kinds of meals at certain times. So we're setting those things in motion now. The other thing was, man, we've been um, kind of slacking on family worship. So we need to tighten in that area. So if our individual, our private worship, is pretty fruitful and uh, consistent. We've been inconsistent over here. So what we did was we ordered Jeremy Pierre's awesome new uh, children's Bible called a journey. I believe it's a journey home or something like that. And uh, we've been going through that with our kids. And okay, we need to pick a time of the day. We need to establish a rhythm. So we eat dinner. We do that. That's what we do. That's the time frame we do it. That didn't work for everybody, but that's the kind of thing you're, I'm trying to, I want you guys to think through, wrap your minds around, open up your calendars, map out your days, and you know where margin exists and what you should be feeling in those times. Because, you know, Matt, often I hear from guys and ladies the most, man, I'm just so busy with work. I don't have time to read my Bible. You know, I got this good friend, Mike who said he's he's stupid. He'll say this about himself. I'm stupid. So I put a Bible in my desk at work, in my car, in my partner's car, in my, you know, he's a cop because he's real busy. So he does whatever he can to make sure he has access and he and is without excuse. And so he tried, you try to establish that rhythm as best you can uh, so that that will carry you forward into, you know, not sinning. Um, I think the three areas of worship to consider uh, to go with kind of what you were thinking about spheres of influence and is um, your private worship, your family worship, and your corporate worship, like church. So am I, do I go to church each week? You know, am I in a community group or a small group? Am I, you know, serving on, on a team and, and loving others and, you know, using the gifts God has given me. Um, that's an aspect of worship. Okay, in my private life, do I read the Bible and never pray? Like, what, where where, where, are there cracks in my wall? My family worship, do I do it? One. Two, do I only do it with my kids and not my wife? Am I not investigating her heart or vice versa? Do I investigate my husband's heart because he needs me to help him towards godliness, just like he is to help me towards godliness? Um, 
and and you need to ascertain where those kind of weak points are so that we can build and establish rhythms that strengthen cracks. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think, Neil, you hit the nail on the head, too, is uh, one is the priorities, right? So do I need to add something or do I need to take something out? Uh, Nobody neglects to feed themselves. At some point, we eat food. Um, And that's a big thing with my family, right? When the kids get dinner, man, we're all together in one place. If we're feeding ourselves physically, why not take 10 minutes to feed ourselves spiritually? Um, And that time can grow uh, as your needs meet. And there are going to be weeks where you're going to, or, or days when you're going to have to go, you're going off to McDonald's because you're on, a, on a, you're rushing off to Awana. Um, but ultimately, ultimately you are looking at your priority and then you are removing the stuff that doesn't matter. Like, do you really have to watch another Netflix show with your family um, right after dinner? Maybe sit on the couch together and, and open the word. Um, so that means you have to have a plan. That means you need to have a reading plan or some kind of accountability. You know, kids are the best for accountability. If it comes to family worship, you say, hey, kids, we're going to start doing Bible study um, every night. And I want you to remind me. And guess what? My kids love it. And they remind me because it's a fun time for them. We sing, we um, pray. They all get to pray about stuff that's going on in their lives. It's really meaningful. Um, And then we journey through the Bible uh, using David Murray's thing is what we've been planning for this upcoming year you know mine mine do that too matt it's it is so beautiful and so annoying (laughs) yeah it is absolutely because it's keeping us in check Uh, right but we're but here's the thing so you can either start small but you need to be frequent so to break a habit um, let's say your habit is grabbing your phone and looking at facebook the first thing you need to do is remove facebook from your phone and i know that's going to like shock everybody Take Facebook off. Take the app off. So when you grab your phone and you go to push that little button, Facebook isn't there. Instead, push your Bible app and read a Bible passage or have it read it to you. Um, Switch the habit. So you're putting off the old and putting on the new to borrow the Ephesians 4 um, language. Yeah, and, and remember that you're after a renewal of your mind. Yep. And so what Matt is really getting at is, and it's, it's not enough for us just to not look at Facebook in the morning and to eat breakfast instead and start our day. But we must, and what his point is, we must engage in renewing the mind, which is Ephesians 4.23. And that aspect is, you know, through spiritual growth, right? The, the greatest tool God gives us for renewing our mind, rewiring the mind, reimagining the way we view things is his, by his word. So if we're taking off one thing, we need to look in the word for truth surrounding that thing so that we can put on the right thing. And that's this is a correct uh, process of biblical change or, or Christian transformation uh, and personal growth. Uh, that is set on to back to that purpose statement, glorifying God. Um, so if we're like Matt, that was a great example. Um, do an app purge. You know, my wife and I, we were talking the other day, and I think this is a big problem for all of us in our culture, Matt. We we were talking the other day, and we're, we were like, man, are we addicted to, like, dopamine? Like, what, what's going on? Um, and what, kind of what led us to that was, I was like, man, in Afghanistan, right, I've, 
was in some fights quite often. And so there's always this adrenaline thing going or when we'd get back, we'd watch a movie, you know, it was like always chasing whatever made my brain respond to make me kind of happy, even when I was kind of sad and then coming home, you know, that just carries further with your phone or, or whatever else. Some guys become addicted to pornography because of the dopamine influx that it causes each time they look and, you know, um, do more with, with that detestable sin, you know, and women, um, often do the same thing with stories or entertainment, um, or going and buying clothes. And, and this is a problem for all of us. Right. And so we were talking the other day and we're like, man, um, I feel like we have some things in our lives that we spend too much time on because it's an instant happiness influx, influx of happiness, instant dopamine in our brains. And so this week, I mean, it was the beginning of the week when we had this conversation when we were cleaning our room. And so we got on our phones right then, Matt, and we started purging apps. I think the only like uh, non, you know, work related or whatever app on my phone right now is Solitaire. And so that that was all that made it past the purge, you know, got rid of all social media. Um, now I still use social media because work and stuff, but I don't have the apps on my phone. So it's, it's harder. It takes more steps to get to and access and to spend time just looking at, you know, and Brittany has, um, you know, she likes reading these little stories on this one little app. And man, she said, man, I'll, I'll be sitting there. And then an hour went by and she's what, what was that? So she deleted that stuff. And, and this whole week we found ourselves like wanting to go back to, I mean, that's, that's, but that's what it does to the mind, right? And to your brain, there's a, there's a neurological effect here or physiological effect. So, you know, that was a big hole. We had to make some course corrections, but it's not enough to just purge and to try and not do that anymore. We also have to renew and put on, and that's what we've been doing this week. Yeah. You know, that that's so accurate. Like the sugar rush, if you have sugar, you know, and, and there's, there's almost like a neglect of not having it. You feel oh, yeah. <laughs> so, what Neil and I are talking about here is is really multiple layers. Um, we we really kind of went across the spectrum. We didn't lay this out in a in a logical sequence for you because I think just our brains are not working that way today. Um, but if you think about it, so we're talking. We talked about the spiritual, physical side of things. The spiritual should rule everything else out of the heart. You know, the man um, acts and speaks and etc. So whatever comes out of your heart is essentially what's in your heart. So we start with the heart. Um, what heart is our heart focused on? Yeah. What are we grabbing? What are we putting our, our hopes in? And some of this is a wisdom issue, right? Um, if you read through Proverbs, it talks about self-discipline and self-control, self-restraint, not being consumed by your lust because um, your anger is like making yourself a city without walls. You are essentially um, being entrapped in your own desires. And so there's a wisdom level. We know that Christ frees us from a lot of these um, entrapments. And so we talked about the the put on, put off uh, frequency. One thing I do want to 
to mention is, so you have the spiritual, physical, you have your family. And sometimes I think we put our own priorities above that of our duties and responsibilities. And so knowing what your duties and responsibilities are um, is very important when you're making goals and plans. Because you could say, man, I really want to get well, right? This whole um, self-healing, self-help, what, what's it called, Neil? Um, self-care. Self-care, yeah. So we, we emphasize the self-care. I got to take care of myself before I can take care of everybody else. And to an extent, that is correct. But if you're a mom or a dad and you are so focused on, um, I don't know, eating right or education or fitness that you neglect your family and your kids are starving because you have to get in a 20 mile run, there's something wrong there. There, there is a self-harmed and relationally harmed. Yeah, you're harming. So recognize that you need to get these things in within the realm of responsibility. And sometimes that means sacrifice. That means getting up at five o'clock in the morning and going on your 20 mile run so that when you get back, you can start making breakfast for the kids. Um, dying to self, but, but look at your responsibilities and duties and in your goal to, to grow spiritually, physically, etc. do not neglect your family. Um, and I know this almost seems counter to knowledge and wisdom, but if you, if you look at some of the great women of, um, the past, such as like, uh, Susie Spurgeon, um, and Wesley's, uh, wife and, um, um, you know, Luther's wife, those, those, they, they would take time out during the day when it was convenient to read the word and they would put their apron over their head. And when mom's apron is over her head, that means do not disturb because she is in the word studying. Um, she didn't neglect her other duties because she had like 20 kids. I mean, they had lots of kids back then, but she didn't neglect those kids, but she found time within a reasonable period to do this. And so uh, recognize that in your, your duties and responsibilities, don't neglect them. And, and so you expand the sphere outward, right? So we talked about church. Um, if you're not involved in church in some meaningful cultivating way, because uh, we were created to build and part of our responsibility as Christians is to be involved in the Great Commission from the local church. I really believe the Great Commission is a church-based mission. And so you as a uh, individual believer need to be joined into the root need to be growing, not only growing um, your, you know, yourself, but investing into the church and how can the church better do its mission, um, buying in, being a not just a consumer, but a, a involved in the growth of it, whether there be activities, um, teaching a class, helping out with the kids, volunteering to, to build something, whatever your, your specialties and skills and gifting is. Yeah. And then step outside and- the church, beyond the church, Neil, friendship. Um, this is, a, I think, an often neglected thing, especially for us dudes, because, man, we're so busy, right? We got kids, we got family, we got all this work we got to do, and then <laughs> there's nothing left over. So what are what do you think about, you know, we talked about friendship before, and we, so I'm, we're not going to reinvent the wheel, but in 2022, what do you think the average man, average woman could do um, friendship-wise? Yeah, I think uh, one is just transparency, you know, seeking to be authentic with others. Um, You know, there's levels to that, obviously, and there's like phase lines to get to. Um, 
but how about how about like where where are you struggling um in your home you know man i really maybe it's man i've been really struggling to read my bible you know what what's what's that been like for you and having that conversation with somebody investing in those kind of conversations um i think often matt whether it's church or any relationally based thing we we like to divest and not just and not invest uh take and not put in is another way of saying that um and so we have to invest in cultivating trust with others and that might mean for you look in your church and identify someone and ask them to go get coffee do something because you need accountability and I think that's what, what, what it always goes back to what our goal is. So if our goal is to glorify God and enjoy him forever, um, not being accountable for certain struggle points in our lives is going to take us to a place that dishonors, displeases God and leads to despair, anger, anxiety, you know, so on and so forth. And so, we need to work backwards now and go, okay, if I build accountability, then I am more prone to consistently glorifying God and also being there for somebody else who needs me. And man, that's, that's a beautiful thing. And that's just the fruit of friendship, you know? So you might say, man, I'm so busy. I, I have never gone to the men's ministry stuff at church uh, or the women's ministry stuff. Man, that might be your first step. I'm going to go with where the other men are. I'm going to start there. And uh, man, when we start taking those smaller steps, we get to this better intended goal, which is having accountability. So think of what you don't have. Like Matt was saying, where do we need to add and then work backwards? What are the steps to get there? The small steps, what's already built into the, life of the church where we can cultivate and, and join alongside. Guys, we've had such a great time this year uh, with you all just sharing what's on our heart with uh, what we've studied, uh, different things that have uh, come up in the life of the church and, and just the life of the world. And uh, man, we really are just so appreciative of you guys tuning in and listening uh, faithfully um, or unfaithfully. I don't know what your, your listening habits are, but Man, we just, we really <laughs> Maybe you appreciate curse us it. while we talk. Yeah, if you're cursing us as you are arguing with us, that's okay too, because it, it's almost like a conversation, right? Uh, and right. so, you know, we just really appreciate that. In the coming year, we want to um, continue to provide some of this content, um, but we need your help. We need your help to, uh, to know what topics you're really struggling with and would be uh, interested in uh, learning more so we can get prepared and study. And maybe it's an area that we're, we've neglected. Uh, in our own lives. And so you can be a part of the process of growing us. So man, if you could leave a comment or you would, um, you know, give us a review, uh, send us an email, uh, just contact us in any way, shape or form and let us know how this uh, is helping or not helping. Uh, man, we'd just really appreciate it. Neil and I would consider it a personal favor uh, if you would do that for us, um, man. Sure. And also share it with your friends. If you think this is useful, get the word out. Uh, we'd really want to reach as many people as we can. Um, we think this is good content. We think it's uh, biblical and healthy and helpful. I think Neil and I would have really um, 
appreciated it if we had had this when we were a lot younger, um, you know, in our yeah. early twenties, something like this would have been uh, probably encouraging and beneficial to us to make us better men and better husbands. And so anyways, man, just let us know. And, and from my family to yours, from Neil and I to you, man, just have a great new year. God bless. Take care. We are be praying for you, Neil and Matt. Yeah. Thank you.